Good evening. Today is Wednesday, September 27th, 2023, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter step is Into Action, Step 11, and our speaker tonight is Lee O. Oh. Thank you, Lee. Take it away. Okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Lee O. Oh. I am a recovered uh, relapse survivor in South Florida. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm very nervous. I'm just asking uh, my higher power to speak through me in regards to step 11. And uh, what's come to me is I'll just follow the book. So um, I'm reading for anybody who has their book and wants to kind of follow along. I'm at the bottom of page 85, where it says step 11. And I'm going to read as far as I can in the 20 minutes in regards to step 11. So, um, so the first, it talks about step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. We shouldn't be shy about this on this matter, better men and women than we are using it constantly. It works if we have the proper attitude and work at it. It would be easy to be vague about this matter, yet we believe we can make some definite and valuable suggestions. So I'm going to go, you know, paragraph by paragraph. So for me, step 11 was <laughs> anything that involved higher power was hard for me. Because when I came in in 1997, um, I just needed a diet and I needed to, you know, not be fat anymore. And I needed to not want to eat anymore and not get yelled at all the time about who ate yada, 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 and trying to hide it or trying to sneak it or whatnot. Um, and being ashamed about how I ate because I ate very differently than others. And I thought that, you know, I'd come to this program, get the tools, and then poof, I'd be okay. Once I got through the 12 steps, kind of dismissing this quote, spiritual part, when in fact, there's really is no spiritual part, the whole program is spiritual. There's a part that has the um, allergy component and the part that, you know, puts boundaries around my food so I don't overeat. Because um, I always thought that it was just a flour and sugar problem when in fact, it's an overeating problem, whether there's flour and sugar in it or there's not, I'd overeat regardless. But with flour and sugar, I would lose control more. Um, overeating also triggers me. So with step 11, um, I had to start practicing, you know, basically one through 11 and relying on that thing that has led me to OA and that has graced me with the gift of becoming recovered again or recovering. I don't know which one it is. Um, it, uh, it has allowed me to come back from a relapse that I didn't think I was going to get back from. And one of the things that I had to do on a daily basis um, was pray and meditate in the morning, as this says. So I know for me, I was doing step 11, even at step one, um, prayer and meditation. And I wanted to be shy on this matter because I didn't want to do it. I wanted I wanted to be fixed without having to do the work and to, and to develop that connection. But this is, this isn't the most important part because the only thing that has 
you know, worked is whatever my higher power is giving me this freedom because I could never get this freedom on my own. It also says better men and I'll put and women in there are using it constantly. I always thought people who prayed were weak, but at the same time I admired them because they were so sure about their faith. So this, that, that I connected with that particular line because I went back and forth and vacillated. It works if I have the proper attitude and work at it. And that was the biggest thing. I didn't want to work at it. But when I do work at it, I start developing a connection. Now, for me, it's very difficult. And I find that it's very difficult for everybody. Everybody that I talk to say it's difficult. And then I, of course, thought that I was doing it wrong because I couldn't focus. My mind is shooting all over the place. And then, you know, 20 minutes goes by and I uh, can... And I, you know, the time is up and I'm like, where the heck have I been? But it says right here in this section, it works if I have the proper attitude, which is a positive attitude. I'm going to keep working at it and practicing and practice makes better. And if I work at it and I'm constantly bringing my mind back to, okay, let's try this again. Let's try this again because my mind keeps going back. Um, It would be easy to be vague about this matter. Um, yet we believe we can make some definite and valuable suggestions. And on this, it's going to go into those suggestions. But I also like the suggestions. I've had many different sponsors over the years. One of the things that has really helped me was the the very specific suggestion of 30 minutes of prayer and meditation in the morning. If I choose to make that suggestion for myself of, prayer and meditation, well, it's going to look really vague. (laughs) And when vagueness comes in for myself, vagueness turns into, where is it? (laughs) I can't put my finger on it. And usually that means I'm not working at it. So having that specific suggestion of 30 minutes in the morning, just trying to connect 10 minutes of prayer, whatever that looks like, talking to God, and I just have a conversation. As soon as I wake up, I'm you know, talking, thank you for this day in the shower. I've got this to do, God, please help me. You know, please remove my selfishness and self-centeredness. Please remove my resentment. So then it moves on to the next, um, the next paragraph where it says we, when we retire at night. So these are instructions on what I do at night. And I do this every night. And I, for me, use the spiritual toolkit app. I just like the structure about it. And I type it in and I fill out all of the questions that it asks. And it really saves me every night because I'm constantly going, going, going. And I'm sure everybody is. And sometimes I will, um, you know, 10 steps kind of get away from me. And I don't even realize they get away from me. And this retiring at night really helps me to look back over my day and, and get to where things may still be festering and kind of, you know, flatten them out. So when we retire or when I retire at night, I constructively review my day. Where was I resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Do I owe an apology? Have I kept something to myself which should be discussed with another person at once? Was I kind, loving towards all? What could I have done better? 
Was I thinking of myself most of the time or was I thinking of what I could do for others, of what I could pack into the stream of life? I really like that, especially the question, have I kept something to myself which should have been discussed with another person at once? I always kept something to myself which should have been discussed with another person at once. And that involves the 10 steps as well. So when I get to that question, it really forces me to be honest because I am dishonest by omission. Usually not commission, I have done that, but omission, I'm the complete, I'm a complete liar. So when it asks me that question, I'm, I'm very thankful for that because that forces me to, to look at my side of the street and, and um, clear that path because the, the more honest I am, the clearer the connection and the, um, what's the word? Um, well, just the clearer the connection to my higher power. Because when I'm dishonest, it, it, it clouds it. It makes it fuzzy. I can't hear. It's like static almost. And I'm trying to hear, you know, like the radio station. I'm trying to tune in and I'm trying to find the station. But my dishonesty is the static. And the more static I have, the harder it is to find and hear my higher power because my higher power talks to me in a very quiet, soft voice. And the action of continuously practicing this every single day clears away that static so I can hear the directions in that wee small voice. I don't necessarily get it when I'm meditating. Sometimes I do, but rarely. It's throughout the day almost that I like hear something and I'm like, oh, that's what I should do. Or these little coincidences that allow me to see those things, those God incidences, that clears away the static as well so I can see them and hear them and be aware of them. We must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. And that's very true. Prior to program, I could tear myself apart. With program, I got much better. And today, I don't really tear myself apart. I look at it more as 10 minutes. Thank you. I look at it more as how can I learn from this and benefit? Tonight, just before the meeting, I was having a really hard time. I have a really difficult time showing up for my family because I'm, I'm working so much. I'm blessed to have a private practice, but I'm also blessed with a lot more responsibility that I didn't have having an average job where I can just get home at five o'clock. Um, hopefully in the future, you know, that will change, but trying to balance that. And I was getting kind of feeling guilty and everything. And I had to, I heard like, okay, stop. And how can you show up better? Where can I, where can I carve out time and just be present? That's very hard for me to do too. And that's only coming from doing this every single night, because these questions go with me throughout the day. It's not just at night. So maybe, uh, you know, I, I'm forgetting to do a 10 step, but I can say that these questions go with me throughout the day and I'm constantly reevaluating and asking for help. What do I do, God? Just like before this meeting, what do I do? You speak through me because I feel completely inadequate and very, I feel almost humiliated. Like, why should I be speaking? Look, I can't even show up for my family. But then you know what? 
I just ask for help and leave it the, the outcome up to whatever it is. My higher power is that thing that grows the flowers. I don't grow flowers. I plant the seed. I make sure it has water. I make sure it has sun. But where it goes from that point to a flower blooming, I have no clue and I can't do it. So that is my higher power. And I pray to that. Um, so after making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and require what corrective measures should be taken. And I do that. I do ask for forgiveness because I make mistakes all the time. It's not about me being bad anymore. Sometimes that comes up, but I, I, then I hear, Lee, you can change. You become aware. When there's awareness, there's the possibility of change and to do something different. And that's where these questions come in as well. How can I be different and show up differently? Then it comes to the next part of my day, which I usually, this I consider the first part of my day is upon awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we, be, before, ugh, before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest and self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance that, after all, God gave us brains to use. So I do that. As soon as I become aware that I'm awake, even in the middle of the night, God, thank you for allowing me to wake up. Thank you for, for this day. Show me what to do today. Um, and then, you know, like I'll get up and I'll go in the shower. My prayer and meditation happens when I get into my office at like between at like eight o'clock eight to I go till like 855. Um, and before I couldn't even sit for like two minutes. And this practice has allowed me to look forward to it because I feel so calm afterwards. And at sometimes I don't even want to be anywhere else but in meditation. And that's how it's grown for me. Under these conditions, excuse me, our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. That again is, you know, the upon awakening. We ask, I ask for my selfishness, dishonesty, jealousy, um, uh, judgment, uh, self-righteousness, all of that, any defect that I could possibly have to be cleared of wrong motives and to be, it, it, to be replaced with another way of looking at it. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We, not, we may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration and intuitive thought or decision. We relax and take it easy. We do not struggle. We are often surprised at how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. What used to be a hunch or an occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. And that I relate to that in terms of hearing that wee small voice, even throughout the day, as I practice these specific instructions, I start again, clearing away the clutter, the static, and I can start hearing that wee small voice throughout the day. What used to be the hunch or an occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. And then all of a sudden I'm looking for that thought. Like, what do I do next? I don't know what to do next. Feeling more comfortable with being in the unknown. Five Thank you. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Please help me. Um, 
being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we're going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this presumption with all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. That's me. I make stupid mistakes, silly mistakes, not stupid, silly mistakes. Um, Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will be, as time passes, more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely upon it. And that is very true. When did that happen for me? I couldn't tell you. This is a constant evolution. And I just notice that my mind, keep, my mind when I start getting into my, when things start getting, ah, I know that I'm not in the flow. Um, that's my higher power too. It's the flow. It's something that goes easy. It's the calm of like, ah, oh, God, you take it. I don't know what to do. You just speak through me. I don't know what to do. Give me the words. And then all of a sudden I calm down. I don't calm down. I create chaos. So the calm is that energy, that same energy that grows the flowers for me. And I equate it also to, if anybody's seen Finding Nemo, my flow is the, uh, my flow is the, what is the thing? The Sydney, they were all going to Australia in the current. And that current is my higher power. And if I stay in the current, it will take me to Australia. But for some reason, my default is to fly out of the current like the turtle. And I have to crawl my way back. Um, So if I stay in that current, and when I start getting crazy, as I put it, and I just ask for help, that help comes and I let go of the outcome. We usually conclude this period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown all throughout the day what our next step should be that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. And that's what I do. God, please help me. Show me what I need to do. Show me how, where I can get the help. The St. Francis prayer is a wonderful prayer asking that I be more attuned to others rather than myself. Don't take things so personally and just help others regardless of what is coming at me. Just be helpful to others. That's hard for me. I'm very self-focused. We especially ask for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no request for ourselves only. That's true too. God, please help so-and-so. I will ask for help for myself if it'll benefit other people, but I'm usually, the only thing that I'm asking is to be less selfish, less resentful, less self-righteous, so I can show up better for people around me. Um We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us wasted a lot of time doing that. Yes. If circumstances warrant, we ask others to join in. I don't, you know, I don't have anybody in my family that's more of a, you know, a spiritual or whatnot, but I do pray with my kids, but not in the morning. It's usually a solitary thing for me. Two minutes for me. Um, Thank you. And then it talks about religious. For me, I grew up in a Jewish home. Um, I'm not particularly religious. Um, I'm not really, it's more of a tradition And this last relapse and this last relapse, I was praying to St. Michael. I was praying to my spirit guides. I was praying to God, to Buddha, to Allah, to not, to not eat. And whatever it is that, that manifests itself, the God of many names Um, manifested itself and I have recovered from that relapse. And it's because of these steps that I, that I'm telling you about. 
Um, and as we go throughout the day, I pause when agitated or doubtful, just like, um, just like I've been talking to you about. Thy will be done, not mine. And that's where I let go of the outcome. I just, as soon as I let go of the outcome, my anger, worry, self-pity, and foolish decisions, they just leave. And I become more efficient. Just show me what to do. So to wrap it up, this, this particular section of the big book, it's specific. If I do it specifically and follow its directions precisely as written, the, the anxiety falls away and I am directed on the right path. So, and the last thing, it works. It really does. And that is very true. So that's it. Thank you, Lee, for sharing your experience, strength, and hope on this topic. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should, be, should relate specifically to the chapter and the step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your, raise your virtual hand, which is under the reactions button, or star nine if you're on the phone. I will call the raised hands in order, and the Zoom host will ask you to unmute when it's your turn. And uh, Meredith, would, uh, would you please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up? And if the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Okay, and looks like up first is Nancy G.S. Hi. Oh, my gosh, Lee. Thank you so much. I came in 11th step. Well, I came in so desperate that I was already really at the fourth step when I came in. And I loved when you said practice makes better. It's like I have to keep remembering I'm not heading for perfection of any kind. I'm only next step, next step. I had an interesting experience yesterday. I had been spending a lot of time yesterday looking for a piece of paper, looking for some documents so I could do something for a volunteer thing I do for the library. And I couldn't find it. And I was like, I know it's here somewhere. Maybe I have to go to the library and spend hours there. And finally, I just said, wait, wait, God, will you please, please help me find this because I need it to make my life and the lives of a few others better. Thank you. And I just breathed and I turned around and I opened this cabinet and there was the binder with all the papers that I needed. And I've discovered that happens a lot. And um, you spoke about finding Nemo and the current. My favorite character is, I can't remember his name, the turtle, the big turtle. Scratch, scratch, something like that. I don't know. But what I love about him is like when when um, Marlin's like, oh, my God, we got to do this. He goes, hey, wait, wait, you know, let's see what the young dude does. You know, and I, that's kind of like higher power going, stop stressing so much. It's OK. Let's see how it all works out. It's going to be fine. And so he's basically I mean, I love turtles. Turtle, I, turtles are it for me now. But anyway, thank you again so, so very much. And I really enjoyed your talk. And. I'm calling you. Anyhow, thank you. Take good care, everybody. Oh, can I just say one quick thing? I am actually in the process of starting. I go to a sunset sunrise meeting, a sunset meeting where what we will do in that sunset meeting is go over this because I know that's an area where I'm weak. 
in doing my my nightly review. And so I thought, well, I got to start a meeting where we get to do that. And that way I'll know that I'll do it every night. So I'll let you guys know when I set it up. I'll put it in the chat. But I love this meeting. You guys are wonderful. And thank you again, Lee. The, your, your talk was really inspirational. Thank you for your share, Nancy. Up next is Chanel. Go ahead, please. Hi there. Thanks, Kendall, for taking the meeting. Meredith, for your service. And Lee, wow, I am Chanel. I'm a grateful compulsive eater living in recovery today by the grace of God. I'm off camera while I'm food prepping. Thank you for understanding. Lee, I loved how you did that. I don't just love the message. I love how you did it. You're like, I'm just going to read it and then I'm going to talk and I'm going to read it and I'm going to talk. I'm like, oh, she's genius. Anyway, I also really appreciate that you said it's not about being perfect. Like others have another mentioned that you are getting better by practicing because that's something I mean, we're perfectionistic, right? That's a big problem for many of us. Uh, used to eat over that in my case. So, and also just where you said toward the end, you you mentioned the, the directions are quite precise in the big book. They're there. It says exactly what to do. And if I follow that precisely, just like anything else that's in the big book, it's laid out plainly for me. I don't have to complicate it. I don't have to have some fancy this or that to do it. I just can do it. And then I don't have excuses not to do it. So anyway, I just want to thank you so much. It really resonated with me and I appreciate you. Thank you. That's all. I'll pass. Thank you for your share, Chanel. Up next is CJ. Go ahead, please. Hey, everybody. CJ, anorexic, bulimic, compulsive overeater. Um, recovered for the moment. Uh, thank you, Kendall, Meredith, and everybody for doing service um, and people for showing up. It's good to see faces. Um, uh, Lee, thank you so much um, for your share. It was it was clear. It was super helpful. Um, I I very much relate to uh, the lies of omission. Um, I am an omission liar. Um, the things that I avoid are the things that I'm omitting from, <laughs> from dealing with. Um, and the one thing that I want wanted to ask um, for some experience strength and hope with um, I'm I've I've gone back to the steps and uh, doing a deep dive in a particular step study I'm on step four right now and I'm so I'm I'm, I'm at a pause with doing 10 and 11s um, purposefully um, but when I was doing them or trying to do them and I, I do appreciate the um, you know, it's to get better, not to get perfect. But one of the things I found that I got really caught up in, and I'm a little embarrassed to say it, but it's the truth, is getting caught up and having somebody to do it with. Like that became, I started to get almost like this obsession with, if I don't have somebody to do it with, um, I'm not doing it right. And um, wanting it and wanting to start it and then not not being able to maintain an 11 step partner for one reason or another. Sometimes it was um, me and my behavior. Sometimes it wasn't. Um, but just, I found out I was getting caught up in the having somebody to do it with than just doing it. Um, and I don't know if that makes any sense, but if you can speak to that, like some of the ways I've kind of gotten in my head and tried to decide how I was going to do it instead of just freaking doing it. So thanks for listening. 
Was was that a question? Yes. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> sure. Yes, I know. I know for myself that fear is my disease. It knows when the solution is coming. It knows where the solution is, and if there's and I had to become more aware. Sometimes that awareness happened when I was in the midst of doing whatever I was doing. Like, for example, when I first became recovered many years back, I was like a rageaholic and I couldn't control it. And I had to become aware and my awareness almost went backwards. I became aware when I was in it. And then as I just kept noticing and not berating myself, but noticing, oh, there it is again. And oh, there it is again. All of a sudden, I started realizing that I was catching it before. So it was that reminds me of the same thing that you're talking about that fear when you're noticing or when I'm noticing that there's fear involved. Fear is another word for my disease. My disease, this last relapse, I believe my disease is like the devil. I love all the ghost stories. I love the exorcist stuff. And, and it, the, the devil, you know, I believe in dark energy as well as light energy. It shows up like something benign or it shows up and it makes me think it's real. And then boom, it smacks me across the head and gets me to go back again. I had to become aware of how does my disease show up to make me not want to do the solution. Fear is a number one because it knows it's going down. And, you know, I prayed to St. Michael. I, I don't know if St. Michael's real or not, but must be because it worked. And I just kept saying, please, God, please, St. Michael, save me from the wickedness and the snares, wicked snares of the devil. And I just repeated it and repeated it and repeated it. And I do that today when things start trying to come in. I had to recognize how my disease showed up because that is cunning, baffling, and powerful, not the food. The fear that takes me further away from doing the work and putting the work, the actions in, that is the illness. It wants me to lie by omission. It wants me to be lazy. It wants me to say, oh, no, it's okay. I don't need to do that tonight because there's nobody to give it to. I'm giving it to God. It doesn't matter if somebody else is on the other line. God knows now. So that's it. Thank you so much. Thank you for the question and the answer. Uh, Lisa C., go ahead, please. Hi, everybody. My name is Lisa, and I am a compulsive overeater. And Lee, that was so beautifully... You you demonstrated the 11th step beautifully. Um, there was a lot of things that I really got out of the, you know, the, the, your talk and, and one of them is the whole program is spiritual. Yeah. I always chuckle when people say they can't get the spiritual part of the program. And I'm just like, no, one day they will get it. That the whole program is spiritual. Um, <clears throat> and the other thing you talked about is I don't grow the flowers. We do the work. I water it. I feed them. I plant them. And I, and pull the weeds out. And, and then you went in and, and and went into the higher power is the flow. And the calm is the is the same energy as what grows the flower. And my favorite is the God of many names. You know, I um I came to a discovery that one time, you know, I heard a an, an Indian, an American Indian chief write about this. And he said, you know, you have a wheel and you have all the spokes that go to the center and all the spokes 
are all the different ways you can get to your higher power. And there's not one way that's right. And there's not one way that's wrong. You're on a journey. And one day you may be following this, you know, path. And the next time you're on a different path, but they all go to the center, which is, I, I believe the center is love, you know, because love is all. Um, and then you end it with finding Nemo. I love that. You know, who doesn't like finding Nemo and going with the flow? And it just all tied in really well. And I just want to thank you for your experience, strength, and hope tonight. Thank you. Thank you for your share, Lisa. Up next is Lynn S. Go ahead, please. Hi, everybody. Lynn S., compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Lee, thank you so much. I've got reams and reams of notes here. And, you know, every once in a while, a speaker will say something and it kind of stops me dead in my track. And you did that tonight with, I don't calm down. I create chaos. And that really sat with me. Like it just... It's one of those, you know, when somebody says something and it drops from your head to your heart. And that's what this did, because your talk is so God centered. And I know, you know, you made the point. There is no spiritual part of the program. The whole program is spiritual. And I know that. And one of the things that I'm hoping to get in the way I'm working the spiritual principles now is a, is a stronger, more consistent God connection. But this line, I don't calm down. I create chaos. I just, it's, I just felt how God is working in my life and how I'm being transformed because all these things that are happening to me, I can say I'm being transformed, but to really feel it, is a miracle. So thank you very much because your whole talk led me to that particular point. And I I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much, Lee. Thank you for your share, Lynn. And Marie, go ahead. Yes. Hi, everybody. This is Marie Ellen G. And I am um, a recovered compulsive overeater. In fact, uh, tomorrow will be 10 months. Okay, uh, that I am uh, recovered. Um, Lee, I found out that you were speaking on this meeting and I just had to come in. And I want to say that as you were sharing, I'm thinking, wow, I get the pleasure of hearing you clearly uh, help me think things out every single morning because we talk uh, every morning a little bit. And uh, I really agree with everything that other people said about how you lay things out. And there were some things that I just, you know, really resonated with me. Um, when you say, the more static I have, the harder it is for me to hear higher power. And I mean, my head can really get very noisy and I can become so distracted. I, I feel the same exact way. Um I also know like the flow and the calm, you know, that still small voice, it happens when I'm calm and can, you know, get myself settled. Um, I love, love the image of what grows the flower, you know, it's that, you know, um, and uh, I sort of see 
God in that way, you know, growing that flower in each one of us little by little by little. So um, I also really have to think on, but really loved the being okay with the unknown because I could never be okay with the unknown in the past. I had to do something to fix something, to jump in, um, to to know so my anxiety wouldn't heighten. But this program um, and what you're saying, you know, learning how to become okay with the unknown and kind of trust, just trust and breathe has been a big, big important part. So I got blessed tonight by you, Lee, and I look forward to being blessed tomorrow morning. Thank you. Thank you for your share, Marie Ellen. I'll stop the recording.